Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Hello, good day, everybody. Um, I'm excited to be back with you here on episode two of season two, and it feels good to be back, I gotta say. But I also gotta say some other things, you know? I gotta get things out of the way. And this is gonna be a call to anyone who watches the video here. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, actually, you know what? As I'm doing this, I'm already gonna start pulling up some information about it because I'll tell you what. Last week was a battle. I was definitely struggling to get everything together and loaded up. And it added a little bit to my life that I didn't necessarily want, as one would say. So this is going to be right into it, right off the bat to you guys. If you guys do like the YouTube video, if you are watching it on YouTube, please let me know. Give me some uh, feedback of what could make it better. Or if it's perfect, let me know that too, because I, I got to know that. Um, but as I look at the YouTube here, okay, wait, there was actually six views. This is good. I think that means people watched it, because I think I had two of those on me and my wife's phone. But um, there was six views, which is enough. If you If you watched it and you liked it, please let me know if that is your preferred way of consuming media, please let me know. I will continue to do it. I'll continue to post them on TikTok and Instagram, those little cuts. I will pour into that if that's what people like, because that's kind of where this all started. So I want to get the people what they want. It's that simple. But I just, I needed to start out with that because actually last week it was a little rough. I was like cutting it down to the last minute. Finally, like got it to upload, which took a while. Then for whatever reason, the art the art didn't uh, switch over on the podcast apps, which is perfectly fine as well. You know, things happen, and that's all right. I'm figuring this out with you guys as we're doing it. Um, throwing it out for you guys today. Another housekeeping thing, guys. So I started, um, I created a way for you guys to support in a monetary fashion, if that's what you guys want to do. So on anchor.fm you guys can subscribe to the podcast i made it five bucks a month um that just allows me to kind of see the support that i'm getting feel supported use that towards things that can help me make the podcast better uh for the best way to say it so i'll, I'll be specific when i'm doing things you know if i'm getting another microphone if i'm trying to start another podcast getting another host uh, to have their own podcast under this uh full deal here um, something I posted about this week, uh, and I'll throw it out here for anyone who was following along. Uh, but I kind of, I don't know. This is a, how do I say it? How do I word what I'm wanting to say? That is the secret of life, isn't that? Um, I would like to have a network of podcast or recording. And actually I got some people who I'm looking to produce some of their music coming up here and I'm super excited about that because that'll just give me some experience in it and you know 
I love the support that I get from people about, you know, recording music, making podcasts, turning it into videos, doing other podcasts, so on and so forth. But I would like this to be bigger one day. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying like, I'm going to pour everything into it and make it like my primary job. If I did great, that'd be cool. If I could, you know, go off of listener support and all the other things. But, um, what I am looking at is to make a bigger network that I can enjoy and have you guys enjoy. And, um, I forgot entirely what I was going to say. What was I going to say? I didn't write it down. Man, this one really got me. Um, yeah, I oh the naming. So I'm trying to figure out what to name the recording studio, recording label that all this is put out under. Currently, it is Judio Records. As I've shared before, I like denim. Um, I'm you know, regardless of the name, I'd like to turn this couch behind me into denim one day. Entirely reupholster it as denim. That'd be super cool. Um, so let's let's keep that as a goal together. But, um, also I was thinking of other names and I asked some of, I asked my close friends list. I'm sorry if you didn't see it, the close friends list, you guys understand it. You know, it's not meant for everyone. It's meant for things on the lower end. And I feel like honestly, most of my close friends probably not. Okay. Most of the people that watch this are probably also my close friends list because you know, thanks guys. Always with the support. So if you're not of my close friends and you watch this, I'm sorry. I'm not going to address that any further. That's just how it is. Um, but I, I uh, took a trip this weekend. Had a little vacation with my wife. It was a ton of fun. We went up to the Monterey area, which also I was going to share. Man, the weather this weekend it was so up and down and everyone was freaking out about it. Like, uh, We wanted to go to the Monterey area. If you're not familiar, it is north of me. That should be enough. Um, but uh, essentially, everyone was like, yeah, there's a really bad Cat 5 storm going up toward the Bay Area, which Monterey's like 139 miles away, not too much further from San Fran itself. And so everyone was like, yeah, don't go, don't drive. It's going to be terrible. Like, And I'm like, I'm, I'm a prepared type of person. I'm not like one to be super fearful. I, you know, I have anxiety as it would be just as much as the next guy, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I was like, you know, this is going to be a weird trip. Like maybe we don't go. Cause everyone's saying we're probably going to die if we're driving this thing. And I was like, that's fine. Like, let's not go. Let's just, let's stay home. If it really is going to be this insane storm coming and the roads are going to be flooded and we can't go up the five or the one Oh one. Like why are, why would we go? So deciding not to go trying to cancel, it was a huge hassle. I ended up like, you have to pay for, like I did it through Hopper. This is no professional shade upon Hopper. I think it was just my experience. If someone works at Hopper and listens, you know, you guys want to make it up to me. I will not be upset. You can be a sponsor one day on this podcast and you know, I'll take it. It'd be great. Um, but, uh, I ended up like paying more for like their like VIP service, which gives you like 24 seven chat support. They respond in five minutes. They still haven't responded to me. I don't know if anyone has had a similar experience or that was just my luck this weekend, but couldn't cancel, tried to call the hotel. They weren't responding. Three of their numbers were like deadlines. And then finally the hotel, like we get a hold of them and they're like, yeah, you have to go through Hopper. And I was like, well, okay, we can't cancel. I guess we're going. So we ended up deciding to go straight up bless it because Friday we drive up, not a drop of rain, 
even when you get up there, you know, classic clouds, Monterey weather. Um, no rain. It was great. I think it ended up raining like later that evening when we were finally back at our hotel room, uh, which is on the beach. Very nice. And um, then the next day, no rain until later. So we, we hit up the aquarium. Super fun. Great time. Saw some otters. Y'all know about otters? It's crazy. They're big. Actually, okay. I'm surprised I didn't Google this sooner. How much does the average otter weigh? In case you guys didn't know. The average otter weighs one, no, <laughs> 10 to 30 pounds. Okay. With a cylindrical body and small head. Sea otters. Okay. Wait, we're looking at North American river otters right there. Sea otters weigh about 49 to 90 pounds. That sounds a lot better because dude, when I was looking at these guys, I was like, that thing's as big as my dog. And Bentley's like 55 pounds. He's a big boy for the most part. He's a big, small boy. Cause he's still small, but he's big. But no, these dudes are huge and they're also really heavy because they have the thickest fur in the animal kingdom. They said something like that. Um, but we saw some otters. Funny story. If you guys haven't been in the Monterey Bay Aquarium lately and you haven't heard this, then here, this is free of charge. Unless you're a subscriber. Thank you, mom. Also, I have to throw out my mom is the only subscriber right now and straight up, I love my mom. Um, the... Sea otters, if you've ever seen them, they lay on their back. They uh, they use their bellies as tables as they, like, break open their food and, like, eat the insides of, like, clams and mussels and blah, 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 right? So they were giving them shelled food, stuff like that, that they have to break open. But then the otters learned that the best way to break them open is not with, like, other rocks or things that are in, the, in there, but it's to smash them on the glass <laughs> that is for the aquarium. So there's, like, tons of scratches that they had to, like, buff out and they ended up having to stop because, like, they were just destroying the glass that people couldn't see in, <laughs> which is really funny. So, you know, they just feed them, like, soft food now. And then behind the scenes, when they're not in their thing, when they take them elsewhere, they give them hard food to kind of still feel like real otters out in the wild. Um, but yeah, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, pretty crazy. Oh, other thing. This was really cool. They, uh, have an open ocean exhibit. So it simulates for all the fish that just live in the open ocean, like without the seafloor, without like stuff around. Um, and this thing is huge. It's a couple million gallons of water and it could fit 44 school buses inside of the tank. So it's massive. And we got to see them feed, which was crazy because we're looking at like mahi-mahi and like, uh, what was the other fish? There's like two main fish that were in there. There was also like little schools of fish. There's a hammerhead shark, things like that. Um, but they would like throw the food and then you see like this fish just go like, like flying down the line to get this thing. Um, because a mahi-mahi, which is a big old tuna looking fish if i'm not mistaken with a big old forehead um also called the dolphin fish also it had a third name oh the el dorado maybe you guys know by that name um it can swim over 40 miles an hour like these things are fast you should have seen them when they saw food they were like going towards the top super stoked but um had some good coffee up in monterey guys i would recommend a trip to monterey monterey is not sponsoring me however if i was to get a government sponsor Monterey would be a great choice. So, um, I would recommend going to Monterey, take a little trip there. I'm just stoked that the weather wasn't as bad as like everyone was saying it was going to be, but apparently it was bad the day before. Uh, 
it was also bad the day after because today all up on the roads of the five and the 101 there were signs that were like don't travel on monday because it's going to be awful weather so i think we got lucky and we missed it so we were good but video subscriptions are live you can go on anchor monterey trip guys this is it that was my housekeeping stuff i don't know how that's housekeeping but it's things i gotta say just to reiterate if you zoned out like i did for the last five minutes seriously if you do like the youtube videos please let me know i'd love to know that you're watching them and what you like and what you'd like to see because i want to make y'all happy and give you guys the content you guys want because this is for you um there's a long way for me to go when it comes to video editing that was my biggest frustration figuring this all out color correction my least favorite thing i think ever i think i am as one would say a little bit colorblind i don't think the doctors could prove it because i pass all those tests but like for sure when i see like blues and greens i'm like yeah they're not different you know sometimes and so you know I hate color correction. It's my least favorite thing. Anyways, today's episode, episode two, season two, dang, 2D2. There it is. Um, the sponsors of today's episode, super stoked, Ethan Ignofo. Sponsored. I love it. Come sponsor me. I can't wait to see what you're going to buy me um, as a sponsor of this episode. So, Ethan, thank you. That's all. The next one, Stance. I'm never going to give up. I think that the, the only thing that would make me give up is if I achieve my goal and you guys begin to sponsor me on a minimal level even, or uh, I get a cease and desist. I don't know the legalities of that at all. Don't know about it, but maybe if someone knows about that, go ahead and warn me. I won't be upset if you let me know like, hey, what I might be getting myself into by uh, asking Stance to sponsor me every single week, but I love it because I love you guys. Stance is great stuff. I'm, I'm wearing their socks right now i was gonna wear one of their sweaters but uh it was very warm because it's so comfortable but it, it is the one that says less ego more amigo or i could have worn my chillville one or my uh baby groku one because it's great but yeah sponsors thanks guys the song of the day before we get into our topics so the song of the day actually has to do with the trip the trip to monterey because my wife made a like nine hour um playlist just with a ton of music that we could like download so we don't have to stream it so that we're not like getting lost in some of the parts of the road and the song of the day came on so often not only on the list but like other places we were going we were like in this restaurant instead of playing we're like we're kidding like you're kidding me how is this happening uh but it's in my life the remastered version in 2009 by the beatles um and this has to go with the fact that I stand by what I say. I don't want to be controversial, but I have to be honest with how I feel. I am not the biggest fan of the Beatles. Um, I'm going to make this claim, and, and I'm going to open this up for anyone to change my mind. Um, because I know some people love the Beatles. A majority of the people love the Beatles, I'd even say. They are talented. I can acknowledge that. Um they hit the gold mine in the time. I don't think that there's much special about the Beatles, especially in today's age. I think in a sense, and anyone change my mind, if you have more details about the sixties, 
Um, let me know. But I think that they were special because they were like the only people doing it. I think if they were out today making the music that they make, you know, we could get into, hey, if their influence wasn't there, would we have some of the music that we make today? Who knows? Maybe not. Again, they were a big deal. I I get that. I just think they were a bit overrated and got lucky on the time, got famous, all that good stuff. I think they're talented. They're good musicians. They make good music. But what makes the Beatles special? If you got an answer for that, let me know. I'd like to talk about that. Maybe even have uh, someone on the podcast and we debate that, but coffee Ah, so good all right folks we made it we made it through oh the spawn of okay so anyways my first one today i got a while back one of my uh, collections of topics and it is um are hot dog sandwiches so i'll be honest i don't think they are The bummer is that the USDA says they are. So this might shoot into something else, but here's the deal. So (laughs) hot dog, wiener, frankfurter, call it what you want, but according to some culinary experts, you shouldn't call it a sandwich. And I'd agree. I don't think it's a sandwich. I think more, if anything, it's closer to like avocado toast in a sense, that same type of build. But, um, this thing from Reader's Digest. Oh, big deal. RD.com, as they call it. It starts, does God exist? Are we alone in the universe? What came first, the chicken or the egg? All important questions and kind of murky hypotheticals that inspire rigorous debate in the hollowed halls of universities, at dinner tables, on the internet, and of course, a few drinks in at a party. So, yeah, they basically just go in to say that the USDA says the hot the hot dog is a sandwich which of course leads us to say like what is a sandwich so like we can look that up real quick define sandwich because i think it has to do with two pieces of bread which is interesting an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat cheese or other fillings between them eaten as a light meal so it's also a verb for those of you who are wordologists uh, verb insert or squeeze something or something between two other things two other people or things typically in a restricted space or so as to become uncomfortable to sandwich um but yeah like i don't understand how people claim the hot dog is a sandwich if the definition of sandwich is two pieces of bread with things in between it because i don't think the hot dog has two pieces of bread I would maybe even go as far as to say like a hamburger is a sandwich. So I had this idea because the USDA says it is. I'd like to know your guys' thoughts as always. Please let me know if you're listening to this, Instagram me, dishy man with two eyes. What do you think? Is it a sandwich? Is it not? Please provide why because that's also important because if you don't provide it, I will ask. If you don't want to provide it, you can decline. That's okay. But let me know what you think. Um, The USDA is great and everything. Oh, for those of you who don't know, I guess I'm throwing things out, but what if you're not from around here? Um, For those of you who do not know, I pulled it up to be specific. The U.S. Department of Agriculture. So, in light of wanting to make a bigger thing beyond just this podcast, recording label network, whatever it turns into... 
can I just stamp it in and say, according to Dish Knows Nothing, the, the, the hot dog is not a sandwich? And someone want to make a website that says just that? That'd be cool. I don't know. Let's throw it out there. Because, like, if the powers that be, the USDA says it isn't, but we don't believe so, like, a little bit of anarchy, is that all right for the definition of hot dog? You know what I mean? So I think it's cool that, you know, this United States Department of Agriculture that was founded back on May 15th, 1862, doesn't believe that the hot dog is a sandwich or believes that the hot dog is a sandwich. I have other reasons to believe it's not. And I think a little bit of anarchy in a peaceful way. And of course, a a uh, professional manner is good. Who cares? Who cares if we disagree and we stamp our our name on something else that says it isn't. So if you agree and you know how to make a website and you'll do it for free and you won't do anything extracurricularly or slanderous, then hey, let's throw out a website that says Dish Knows Nothing says the hot dog is not a sandwich. And uh, maybe throw in a little, a little a clicker that says like vote. And you can say yes or no. I don't know if that's the thing. I almost did a coding boot camp once and maybe I could have done it myself and made something. I don't know if that's possible because I didn't get far into the coding boot camp because I did not like it. But hey, if you can do it, let me know. John Fleischley, I might be looking at you because I'm pretty sure you know how to do that stuff and I love you. So, John, I don't know if that's hard or if that's something we can do for free, but let's look into it. Topic number two, because that one... That one's straightforward, guys. I don't believe the hot dog's a sandwich, and I've answered the question, and I've supported it with reasons to be supported. But the second thing that I wanted to talk about today, and I think I might just do two, kind of feeling like I want to give this a good roll into the rest of the season before we get, like, too heavy, but how is concrete made? There is no answer. I'm just kidding. I looked it up. I found out. It, the internet's insane, guys. You guys ever just think of, like, the internet? Let's see. Define the internet. A global computer network providing a variety of... Infor- Excuse me. Had to do it, I guess. Of information and communication facilities consisting of interconnected networks using standard standardized communication protocols. <laughs> interconnected. Internet. That's crazy. Interconnected networks, internet. That's words, man. Where do they come from? What do they where do they go? Um So, if you guys didn't know the internet, that's what it is. I found things through this interconnected network. Um I think I might just call it the interconnected network from now on. I feel like the internet is it's too basic. Votes for uh calling it the interconnected network. Let's do it. Oh, that's so laggy. I love it. But hey, it's happening. Sorry, I was looking at the video. I have it up on my TV so I can make sure that it's still recording because my phone is flipped around. This is so inconvenient. I can't check Instagram while I'm on my podcast. This is so hard. Okay, so from mcrsafety.com, I found out how concrete is made. There are different types of concrete. This might be a deeper one than I realized that it was going to be. And that is perfectly okay with me because, you know, I will just keep recording until I'm done recording. So types of concrete. I just realized I'm talking fast. I've, I've just had coffee today. This is great. This is a good day. And I slept in till 730 ish. 
That's crazy. Um, before we dive into the manufacturing process and safety concerns, here's a brief recap of some common types of concrete. This is me reading, just so you don't think that I'm speaking in such a way. Plain. This is most commonly used in the construction of buildings and roadways. Plain concrete is composed of a traditional mix of cement, sand, gravel, and the proportionate amount of water. Cement is different than concrete, guys. I think that was one thing that was to be brought up. Lightweight. This is most commonly used to protect steel structures and for thermal protection. It can be composed of a variety of materials like pumice, clay, or perlite. Um, and is identified by having a density less than 1920 kilograms per meter per cube. They wrote that weird. It says kilograms per meter dot cube. I've never seen that notation, but I'm just going to imagine it's per cube in a sense also. So. Oh, no, we're good. All or no air entrained. This is a form of plain concrete infused with thousands of air particles created by infused foam and other uh, chemical agents. This type is particularly resistant to freezing and thawing. Heavyweight. This is most commonly used in structures with high levels of radiation. Is composed mainly of high density crushed rocks. It is identified as having density levels between 3,000 to 4,000 kilograms per meter per cube. That's high density, as one would say. Reinforced. Regarded as the most important type, reinforced concrete is identified by its integrated steel reinforcement by way of bars, rods, or mesh. This type was designed to have high tensile strength for maximum durability by erecting bridges and other weight-bearing structures. We've seen reinforced concrete. I see it. They do road work every day in California. We've seen it. Precast. This type of non-identified is not identified by the material used to create it, but rather its shape and preparation before it is brought to a job site. Cast in molds and hardened in a controlled environment, different types of precast concrete include stairways, poles, and blocks. Interesting, as one would say. Concrete manufacturing process overview. Okay, this is really what we're getting into because we've known there are different types, what it can be made out of from different materials, but concrete manufacturing process overview. We put together this basic overview of the manufacturing process to provide a high level view of the tasks at hand. Number one, batching. The first steps involves, uh, the first step involves gathering the ingredients necessary to produce a particular type of concrete. The type of batching, volume or weighted, is continu contingent on the amount of concrete being produced. Volume batching, typically involved in producing smaller batches, requires a tedious amount of manual gauge box uh, measuring and lifting. Due to the strenuous environment, this stage of the manufacturing process requires critical care in selecting the right safety gear to safeguard against cuts, blisters, and other environmental hazards. I was really struggling right there. Sorry about that if that made no sense because of the way I read it, but okay. Batching. Mixing. Depending on type and quantity needed for a particular job, concrete can be mixed by hand, by stationary mixer, or during transport. Regardless of how it is mixed, the critical point is to ensure the concrete is uniform in color, consistency, or optimal setting. 
for optimal setting. Hand mixing cement using shovels and other mixing tools takes its toll on workers' hands, again requiring a strong durable glove for enhanced protection. Yeah, that's a lot. I get you. Transporting and placing. Methods of transporting concrete vary widely from wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow is such a weird word to say. I don't like it. And manual hauling to conveyor belt operations to more um, to more advanced projects involving cranes and pumps. All of these methods require some level of manual operating demanding advanced safety wear. For physically hauling, from physically hauling wheelbarrows to operating and securing larger machines and equipment hauling the concrete, companies have an obligation to ensure their gloves meet safety requirements. I'm just remembering, and maybe you're just getting into this now, is that this is a safety website. So I think this is funny, like how how much it's focused on that, but that's good. Safety. Four, compacting and placing. During mixing and transport, air is often entrapped, greatly reducing the quality and strength. One of the final stages of involving of uh, production involves compacting the product to eliminate the air pockets and ensure durability. This can be done by evolving machinery that temporarily liquefies the concrete, instantly expelling trapped air or by hand tooling. The extremely lightweight and waterproof MG9648 shown in this picture is the ideal choice uh, for one using hand tools. That's funny. It's got a link to or a hyperlink. Number five, the last step that I think we're going to read because of the depth that we will go to for this. So number five, curing and finishing. Just change, sorry. This process takes place immediately after concrete is compressed and involves close attention to detail regarding moisture levels and contracting as it dries. This process is crucial in preventing cracking and durability issues. Many types of curation um, involve potent chemicals to seal the slab that can be increasing incredibly hazardous to workers if exposed crazy isn't it um concrete there it is guys i'm intrigued because you know we have to because they mentioned cement can be used to make concrete but i want to see concrete versus cement what's the difference by howden.com so you can use cement to make concrete that is what we get at which is similar to using the words flour and cake interchangeably so right so it's an ingredient um cement is an ingredient it's not necessarily the finished product like concrete is so interesting because concrete or, okay, so eight ingredients of cement. Because, of course, we don't just, like, dig a hole and be like, there is natural cement. It can be from 60% lime. Now, is that, is this lime limestone? Or is this lime? Um, I'm going to guess limestone. Because I don't think that 60% of cement is made of, like, the citrus, um, but silica, alumina, magnesia, sulfur trioxide, alkaline, iron oxide, calcium sulfate. Okay, so yeah, this is a bunch of compounds and stuff. Man, I hate chemistry. Just reading those, man, really got me. So yeah, similar process. There's steps that make cement to then make concrete. Okay, we had to look that up. That's as simple as that. 
there it is someone asked how is concrete made it's made in that way you get the things you mix it up you it has to do with some form of like curation for the actual process which i think is what makes it so strong um and then of course the compacting and placing of when they actually put it there making sure there's no air and then letting it cure by drying um how is concrete made just like that of course this was the safety version of um the actual process because of the importance of safety from this website but also it was a bird's eye view as they had mentioned it's very broad it's very this is it because i noticed there was a lot of like phrases like um in there's many forms there's various ways of doing like you know of course there is that makes a lot of sense i get it um but hey there it is folks i think that's actually it i think that's all i was going to say today is just that so big news biggish news big news if you care that's what i'll say um next episode i should have a guest my first guest of season two and i'm super duper excited for it um i don't know what we're going to talk about of course in classic dish knows nothing uh form because i don't know i don't know what we're going to talk about but we'll find out before we talk about it oh big stretch someone's got to say it um we're gonna have a guest i'm super excited so Make sure you tune in next week, find out who the guest is, but also listen to what we're going to talk about because I'm I'm convinced it'll be interesting. I think uh, I've been looking forward to having this guest on my show for a while. It didn't happen in season one because I cannot do everything. And it's as simple as that. So anyways, folks, super excited to have the next episode for you guys i hope you enjoy this one let me know any feedback you have as always i'm always open to it because i want to make this better um let me know if you have any tips for video editing because i absolutely hate every part of it um but hey videos in it all right folks have a good week catch you guys next time Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding.